recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Welcome to Zed Games. You're here. We're here at Four Triple Z Studios, and you're listening to the voice of Zara. And, and with me is Paul. Yay! For the very last time. For the very last time. On Zed Wednesdays. Games on Wednesday, <laughs> will no longer be making an appearance. Uh, we're moving over to the much more lucrative Thursday. That's right. Yeah. Heading up in the world. Oh, we're moving up now. Um, but we're still at the same time. So between, uh, six to seven, you will be able to hear us on Thursday. Same station, same place, just a different day of the week. That's right. How does this make you feel, Paul? Uh, it works with my uh, weekly schedule slightly better. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm fine with the shift. I'm really worried that I'll forget and I'll come in on Wednesday and wonder why I'm not being let into the station. Yeah, I'll probably be cold. They'll probably just let you in still. Well, they probably would. But you'll just be, be, it'll be very rude when you start pushing someone out of their, their <laughs> booth. <laughs> like, move it! Out of the way! I have video games to talk about. But like, but Zara, that's tomorrow. You're already... It's... No. Every day is a video game. Day. Every day is a video One day game. a week is not enough to contain all of the chatter. That is true. However, it shall have to do... Mm. So, we've got a few things we're going to talk about today. So, we've got the news by Toby. We've also got some mini-reviews by Paul and myself. And we've also got a review from Easy. And now, the reviews all share a common theme. Mobile phone games. So, if you've got a phone out there... Do you not have phones? If you... (laughs) Are you asking me? Or? No, I was just making a reference to BlizzCon oh. when everyone got angry about um, Diablo Immortal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Paul. Everything's just going to go whoosh. That's all right. Uh, it's a throwaway anyway. But if you, have a, if you have a mobile phone, which should be a lot of you, uh, maybe tune in, have a listen, and we'll see what's interesting. But for now, I think I'm going to go listen to Toby with the news. This week in gaming news. Netflix making moves into games. In the early hours of Friday the 21st of May, The Information published an article claiming Netflix had approached veteran game industry executives over the past weeks looking to hire someone to oversee an expansion into video games. Within three hours, Netflix had informed several outlets that they were seeking to expand on the success of games like those based on Stranger Things and the interactive stories of Black Mirror Bandersnatch. And according to Games Radar, Netflix is looking towards a subscription-based service akin to Apple Arcade. This confirms what Netflix's COO and Chief Product Officer Greg Peters announced in April. There's no doubt that games are going to be an important form of entertainment, an important modality to deepen that fan experience. Switch not getting Game Pass. In documents released in the Epic vs Apple legal battle, a discussion has been unearthed between Microsoft and Nintendo around the topic of bringing the xCloud, the Game Pass streaming service, to the Switch. 
While the documents were heavily redacted, it implies, according to GameIndustry.biz, that Microsoft was willing to compensate Nintendo to fulfill the Microsoft's head of gaming Phil Spencer's ambition of bringing Game Pass to any device that somebody wants to play on from 2019. Sadly, at least for Spencer, according to the documents, talk seems to have dissolved into corporate politeness with Nintendo declining Microsoft's offer. D&D goes bumper in 2020. In a bumpy year for tabletop gaming, Wizards of the Coast has boasted that 2020 was their best year ever and seventh consecutive year of growth. With more interest than ever in Dungeons & Dragons and increased sales even after the release of free content for the Stay At Home Play At Home initiative, the company has announced crossover content and even more in the future. Demographics released show a fairly even split in age and a 60-40 split between the sexes showing that while this hobby is perceived to be male dominated, the ratio is changing. Research released about women's experience of gaming. In response to an increase in women playing games, recent research by Lenovo and Reach3 Insights have revealed that while, on average, women play the same games as men, they receive a disproportionate amount of harassment based on their gender. Of the 900 women surveyed from China, America and Germany, 70% face judgement of their skills in games based on their gender. 65 experienced gatekeeping, and 44 received unsolicited relationship asks while gaming. 59% of those surveyed also said that they have used non-gendered or male identifiers when playing online to avoid conflict. The research concludes that 71% of women agree that increasing the presence of women in gaming ads could foster more inclusive behaviours in gaming. Upcoming game releases. On May 27th, the psychedelic genre buster beat'em up Kung Fu Jesus comes to PC, and the pixel art police action RPG Pikaminoza comes to PC and Switch. On May 18th, Wonderboy Asher in Monster World comes to PS4 and Switch. On June 1st, the cooperative espionage adventure game Operation Tango is coming to PC, PlayStation and Xbox, and Stonefly, a fur tree gully take on mech adventure is coming to PC, PlayStation, Xbox and Switch. And the live sim, Hako Life, is coming to PC on June 2nd. That's all this week in gaming news. Thank you for that, Toby. That was very informative. Thanks, Toby. Um, I like the part where <laughs> more people are playing D&D, which is awesome. Um, didn't like the part where women still continue to face harassment in gaming spaces. But... But... but no but, surprise! Yeah, yeah. Surprising <laughs> nobody in that. Um, I'm sure everyone has tales of... Of wi- at least witnessing absolutely horrendous behaviour online. I mean, there's a reason I don't play pub much these days. Partly because I'm a middle-aged man, and uh, that takes time. But also, ah, I can do without the people. Ah! It's just like strange people are out there, and they're just all so willing to mm. speak all the time. And they don't necessarily have anything, you know, productive to say. No. So it just ends up being garbage. Yes. But speaking of listening to fun garbage, it is very sad that the um, arguments in the Apple vs. Epic case are about to wrap up. And it has been, oh, hasn't been a wonderful period of time of just insane things, trying to get corporate entities to, um, to decide what actually is a game and... Oh, I think it was Mark Cerny, they asked, can you identify this? And it was a PlayStation. It was like, ah, oh, there were so many good things came out of this. It's, um, it's very much like watching a tennis match between toddlers who have just <laughs> learnt what debating is. 
but not really. It's yeah, it's um been a wild ride. I have no expectations of where this is going to go. Um, it was kind of fun while it lasted, though. Yeah, I mean, we probably won't hear an actual any result no. of this for months. Um, and then when there is, there'll probably be more come afterwards and it'll be dragged out for a few years. But it's been a fun circus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A fun circus. Sometimes we just like to uh, see these people just argue and, yeah. you know, kind of look like <laughs> look, dummies. Some of the things actually being discussed are actually interesting and important. Yeah. You know, it, it is on antitrust and monopolies and what actually constitutes a platform and what rights you... And, there could be some things that come out of this that really shape up in the industry. I don't think anyone is there for altruistic reasons. Everyone's there representing themselves to make the best deal for themselves. Yeah. But uh, what comes out of it could result into a slightly changed gaming landscape. You know, it'll be something to talk about, you know? On a, perhaps on a mobile-themed video game show episode. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- hmm. What show could that be? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Mobile games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, you've got a mini review for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it going. Now, um, I thought I'd start with like a little bit of a disclaimer. So I, I am um, of course like uh, many uh, pretentious gamers hate mobile games, much like I hate uh, cowboy movies and I hate country music. Now, many of my favorite movies are cowboy movies, and I love some country songs, and I absolutely adore some mobile games. So it's like a general sentiment, yeah. with lots of exceptions, heaps of exceptions. Understandable. I think a lot of people are the same. Um, so yes, what I was talking about today, I thought I'd bring up a game from a couple of years ago now uh, called Photographs puzzle stories Ooh. now uh thankfully they have a subtitle to it because if you just put into any of your play your stores photographs you're going to get about hundred thousand applications about taking photos so you need that puzzle stories afterwards uh it's by 88 games who uh sort of have made some cult fame with their previous games Ten Thousand, and then you have to build a boat in which you have to build a boat okay um but this is a bit of a change to them they changed to uh quite a narrative game and it's, it's really interesting in a couple of ways. So this is a sequence of puzzle stories, um, hence the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll go through five people's stories, um, and each of them is vastly different. So the first one is about, without going too far into this actual uh, grandfather and his, his daughter. Next one's about a swimmer. Then the, uh, um, there's, uh, there's a bit of a colonialist one. Uh, so they're very varied. Now, the thing that's very interesting about this game is each of those stories has a puzzle mechanic that you go through. So you get a little bit of story, um, you get a puzzle, and then you get the next bit of story. They're all completely different to the one from the previous story. But what this game does is what almost no other puzzle game has done in my experience, which is they use the puzzles to tell the story. Okay. So... um, The way that the puzzles will become more elaborate and introduce new new elements and change existing elements isn't just to make another more difficult puzzle it's to reflect what's happening in the story so for instance in the first one which i mentioned is about a grandfather and his um granddaughter mm-hmm. without going into what happens in the story at the very beginning of it you have a board and you have a grandfather and a granddaughter and you swipe in any direction and they'll move along and you've got to get them to two positions and at the beginning pretty much to get the granddaughter to get to her position she has to she has to bounce sort of off the grandfather first. He has to hold. He has to help her get to her position before he can get to his. Okay. And then this will elaborate as the story is progressing. Yeah. Uh, it's a feat that puzzle games rarely try. 
One thing, it kind of limits the number of puzzles you can do. This game isn't super long. It's still, to play through all five stories, is probably around four hours or so. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, but it's not like, you're not going to sit down and do your daily photographs <laughs> puzzle stories. No, it uh, sounds like it's kind of like a work your way through it when you have time because it sounds mm. like it's in sort of nice bite-sized pieces. Yeah. And also, uh, these stories are not um, that friendly. These stories, these stories, general warning, this game includes illicit drug use, murder, mass murder, uh, okay. terrorism. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, um, again, without going into any of the actual stories, you know, yeah. uh, and then the overall structure is you have each of these small stories and at some point in each story, the main character regrets something. So at the end of the game, you get to choose who you'd like to allow to change their regret okay and you're allowed to pick one and if you want to see what the other one is like gamers tend to want to see everything at the end you have to replay the you have to wipe your save and replay the entire game from the beginning because they do not want you to do that they want you to just choose one and live with it now it's a long time since I played this game so download it again and it's playing again they've added a few things since I first played it oh cool one there's developers commentary very nice. Yeah. They've added a hint system if you can find the puzzles a bit too hard. Helpful. Which is nice because they can get a bit tricky near the end. And there's a, they added a cheat code so that once you get to the end, you can look at the other things because gamers yeah. cannot help themselves. Even if they know it's the artistic point, That's no, they just, go to, they just go to YouTube and type it in, all endings, and they do it anyway. So the developer's like... Look, I know you want it here. Have it. So, um, yeah, uh, it's a it's a very cute, it's a very effective game. And uh, previously, I've done like over hour long chats about the actual narrative content of this game. And if you look it up, you'll find all these articles from, especially more sort of uh, think tank things like your polygons and your katakas yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And they're either arguing how much they love it or how much they hate it because they've had such strong reactions to what it's saying, uh, which is great. I love. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It has actual narrative impact, which is, from a mobile puzzle game, not expected. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, name of the game and where you can get it? Uh, Photographs Puzzle Stories, and it's on iOS and Android, uh, and I believe there's also a PC release now as well, oh, okay, which cool. actually went against the rule I was going to do for this episode, and we're like, just mm. mobile games, but mm. everyone ports everything to everything, well, so yeah, it's, how look, can you avoid it? <laughs> look, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know, mute you? No. Yeah, 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 just, just not, no, out of here, Paul, be gone. <laughs> All right. Thanks what, for that, Paul. What have you got to talk about? I have Underhand. Underhand is a mobile car is a mobile game strategy. Sorry, a mobile game card strategy game created by Spoopy Squad. Their premise is pretty straightforward. You manage a cult and you need to make sure that your cult survives while trying to summon old gods of various types. In order to achieve this, you have to manage your resources, which takes the form of cult members, prisoners, food, money, and relics. You start out with a small amount of resources, and throughout each round, you have to make decisions, some of which will give you more resources, and some of which will cost resources. Tax day, recruitment day, let's kidnap children day, uh-oh, we're out of food, should we resort to cannibalism day? That's why it proceeds kidnap children day. Yeah. It's a, it's a careful balance, and with the right choices, you can get a fantastic payout. But on top of that, you need to summon a god, which, as you can imagine, isn't cheap. It requires sending an exploration party to find out what you need to summon an old god. It requires gold, sacrifices, and relics, which are challenging to obtain. But once you successfully summon a god, you win. This session, at least. There are multiple gods to summon, each more challenging than the last, 
and requiring a different path. But luckily, the gods you have summoned are generous and willing to offer their blessings. You can grab Underhand on Google Play, and with a beautiful art style and card designs, it's easy to pick up and play and is a great way to pass the time. Each session doesn't take long, and it is very easy to replay it over and over, trying to unlock that next god. Just try not to get caught when you have a handful of suspicious tokens. Which I absolutely love that you can actually hold suspicious tokens. And what, do they, what can they do? If you have too many suspicious tokens, people go, that's suspicious, oh, and no. report you to the authorities. Which is fair enough. You've got to spend some of those suspicions. You have to get rid of them. Uh, I believe you have to. You can bribe an official to get rid of them, but like you need gold for that, and it can really set you back in your whole plans to um, summon an old god. But also, you need to feed your cult members. It's just—it's a lot. Is it just single player management? It's single player. Yep. But uh, it's, it's all card based. Did you? It's say? all card yeah. based. So it's like a single player. It's a single player card game. Um, you have a handful of cards, and the game presents cards with branching decisions you can take mm. you can make um so you get given cards you give cards and do all uh, your cardy things yeah um uh, but it's a pretty cool art style and i'm like i did a little bit of research into spoopy squad i was hoping that they made other projects but as it turns out this was their university project mm. and they're not they're not a squad anymore <laughs> Which well, we did it. <laughs> well, we summoned the god, and that's good enough for us. Yeah, but um, it's quite a good game. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I think I've heard some chatter around. Yeah, it's like I think the theming goes a long way. People, yeah, it's it's, it's a bit morbid, bit 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 uh. It's a bit goofy, a little bit humorous. And we like old gods. We like our Cthulhu. We do like old gods. There yeah. is a there's definitely a Cthulhu type. There is a Cthulhu, but if Cthulhu was <laughs> imprisoned in a cave, in, if Cthulhu, but less squiddish and more rabbitish. Yes, exactly. Actually, <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. Oh, I struck out lucky on that one. There's a whole lot of gods. I can't pronounce any of their names. Oh, well, there. If you could, we'd be in trouble. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, don't speak the names of all gods. That's a general advice from that, that me could, to you. That could be a, a good T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> don't speak. The- Z Games. Don't speak the name of old gods. Yeah, you don't know. They're yeah. just. They're just like, uh, hello. You called. You, you, I heard you calling for me. <laughs> You've mentioned some un, un unspeakable horror of a name, and then just a, a ding ding, new phone. Who dis? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it works in modern day ta- modern day times. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that. If anyone actually wants to summon older old gods, you, you don't want to step on there. Yeah. Yeah. We're about free, freedom of expression here. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we're going to be listening to a review by our very own Easy for the game Pokemon Shuffle. So Pokemon Shuffle was developed by Genius Seniority. Our publisher is Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. The music is by Tsukasa Tawada. Its platforms are Nintendo 3DS, Android and iOS. And it was originally released on the Nintendo 3DS on the 18th of February in 2015. And then later that year it was released on mobile. Its genres are single player puzzle game. So 
Pokemon Shuffle is a puzzle game that is similar in its mechanics to Candy Crush or Bejeweled. Players must essentially battle against different types of Pokemon. Uh, during each fight, you may bring up to four support Pokemon with you. So here comes the match thing with other things mechanic. You must match three or more of the same Pokemon to each other, either in horizontal or vertical lines. Uh, when that happens, damage is dealt to the Pokemon you are battling. The higher number of Pokemon you can match in a single move, the more damage you deal, and the faster you inevitably knock out that Pokemon. It also helps if you can have support Pokemon that are super effective against that Pokemon you are battling. For example, bring water types to a battle when you are fighting a fire type Pokemon. I mean, that's just basic Pokemon physics, but just in case you didn't know. You progress through each stage by defeating Pokemon and capturing them. You have a higher percentage of capture at the end of each round based on how many moves you have left. There is also a limited number of moves you can make for each battle. So if you have 10 moves and you KO the Pokemon in two, then those leftover eight moves will be added to the likelihood of your Pokemon capture at the end. And that Pokemon then can be added to your collection and brought with you to other battles. After all that, you also get some in-game coins and your Pokemon game experience. All the Pokemon in Pokemon Shuffle are from Kanto, Johto, Honan, Sinon, Unova, Kalos, and Alola regions, meaning that there is also Mega Evolutions and Mega Stones that you can acquire from battling trainers as well. Players can unlock expert levels, which will limit you which basically these expert levels will limit you not only by move count, but also by time. So making things a little bit more stressful. The Pokemon up for grabs in those expert levels are more rare and definitely more sought after. Pokemon Shuffle operates on a free to play system, which basically means that everything is free up front, but if you want additional features, you must pay. In relation to Pokemon Shuffle, you are required to have hearts to attempt a stage. Now, you only start with five hearts, and you must wait a certain amount of time for one heart to be recovered and so on. You can purchase more hearts, and you can also purchase power-ups such as extra moves. Mostly, however, if you didn't want to pay, you don't need to. You get login bonuses daily, uh, daily challenges, as well as special limited time stages to try out. Pokemon Shuffle is a very cutesy game, especially in its art style, making me think of something like Animal Crossing. There is also a childlike nature to it, making it very safe and appealing to young kids. I do find the game to be very repetitive at times, and at other times I find it really addictive, making me want to re-attempt a battle to capture a Pokemon. The further you get into Pokemon Shuffle, the more patience you will need to not spend money. So if you're someone with a tendency to spend on mobile games, I'd be careful with this one. The soundtrack is simply delightful. Each stage you progress through provides a new sound for each stage theme. It's almost as if each stage has music to mimic certain Pokemon types, which is really cool. There are also many traditional Japanese instruments throughout with classical Japanese drums and rhythm. There is also sweet melodic guitars and ukuleles to enjoy. Tsukasa Tawada has done a fantastic job of making gaming music that does what it should. Set the scene and not irritate you when it loops. I have to say, even though Pokemon Shuffle doesn't have the greatest online ratings, and despite it being a pretty old game now, I, do, I don't think it's aged badly at all. I love Pokemon, and almost any game that somehow incorporates that universe will suck me in. It's definitely a great game for the train or to fidget with. 
I love the daily login system because it keeps me going in to attempt some more stages. And if you want to spend some money, you can, but if you don't want to, you definitely don't have to. I've had a great time with Pokemon Shuffle because I got the itch for having to catch them all. Now, if you want to uh, play that game and if you tuned in somewhere through that review, it is on Nintendo 3DS, Android and iOS and it's totally free to download now. Uh, so check it out. Thank you for that, Ez. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle, have you played it? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not a Pokemon person. Um, I haven't played it either, but Caroline just messaged in to uh, chime in with her thoughts on the game's ability to somehow take your money. Mm -hmm. It just takes your money. Um, so definitely be careful of that. I mean that 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 is where mobile games have gone. Yeah, they all just they just they go yoink and they just grab it. Well, that's what we were sort of talking in the uh, in sort of the break back before. Mobile games are there's a lot of different types of mobile games now, but when you look at what actually is successful and makes money, uh, it's all free to play. It's all microtransactions yeah. driven by whales, and that there's a lot of the industry that's built to exploit players yeah especially those susceptible to gambling and instant gratification and such which is not always something that i'm a big fan of but at the same point i mean i mean i'm not a big fan of gambling to to begin with but obviously uh, it's part of human nature that quite likes that sort of thing to an extent so I, where do you draw a line i guess <laughs> i mean it's like i like to, i think of it as kind of like free to play games they open the door, they let you in, they're like, oh, look at all this nice stuff. It pays, it costs a dollar for you to sit on a couch. Yeah. But if you don't want to sit on the couch, you can just stand there. It costs a dollar to have a drink yeah. of water. Don't have a dollar? Don't That's have all right. Water. If you, uh... It, it, there's, what some are worse than others with that stuff, because it, it does become... Look, if it is a game that you're playing every day and once a month, whatever, you're chucking in five bucks or whatever, well, so what? You, you're paying a developer for an extended experience that you're doing every day. Fine. Um, but then when you get, yeah, a lot of stuff's built on whales. When you find out that it's like, oh, yeah, 3% of the player body spends on average $20,000 a year on this game. Uh, that's a little bit rougher, I think. Yeah. It's but just, some people have a lot of money. It's Yeah. <laughs> It can. It's a little. I mean, everyone has a phone. Everyone has access to these games. Uh, I definitely should not have access to some of these games. <laughs> You're listening to Z Games at Four Triple Z. I am Zara, and with me is Paul. Always good to be here, Zara. And it's time for us to say good night and goodbye. And, and goodbye from Wednesdays. Goodbye from Wednesdays. We'll no longer be on Wednesday. We will be. On starting Thursday. next week, <laughs> starting next week, we'll be on Thursdays from six to seven. So same time, just a different yeah. day of the week. Same bat time, same bat channel, but different bat day. Yes. So um, don't worry, listeners. We can get through this together. We've been preparing for this, so let's hope it, we're going to be okay. Uh, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, my 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 games. Um. No, I'm just kind of getting used to the idea that this will be the last Wednesday we're in here. Yeah. Well, let's let's pull the band-aid off. 
It's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye to our listeners who are also my friends. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, enemies. Goodbye, the ones who will be. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZedGamesAU. See you next time. time.